24 episodes in 24 hours. 1,440 minutes of continuous recording. This is the 1440. Universal time, 20 hours, 1 minute, 5 seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock at the tone, Eastern Daylight Time, 16 hours, 1 minute, 15 seconds. Universal Time, 20 hours, 1 minute, 20 seconds. <coughs> David, how are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing better. Yeah? After not talking for 15 minutes, I feel better. Oh, good. I think... You said it right when you said, I think we just put so much greasy shit in our mouth and so much food. And I, know. Gonna, I don't think we're going to be eating here for another, I would say, I don't even remember. When is Paul Bunyan Day? 7 p.m. Uh, episode. So three, three more hours. All right. I think if we don't eat for three more hours, I think we'll be okay. As you can tell, Greg and I are a little quiet. Uh, we could feel by the end of last episode, our voices were starting to slowly go away and we can't really afford to have that happen since we have 14 more hours to record (laughs) that's right so we're gonna take it quiet we're trying to i think wrap the episodes i think we're trying to give us ample time to rest our voices between episodes from now on so we'll try to go at least go 45 minutes but anything over that and uh you may see some repercussions of that in the following episodes. I think that's a fair thing to allow ourselves to do. I do. I agree. I think we should be taking 10 to 15 minutes between episodes from now on because I, I have a strange feeling that the 3 o'clock hour is going to be pretty bad if we don't go easy on ourselves, at least in between. That's true. So today is hour number 10. It's 4 o'clock. It is mm. May... Well, no. we, oh. we, did, we didn't do our proper yeah, go ahead because we're so screwed up. So I'm Greg Klein. I am Dave Champa. 1440 is a 24-episode podcast recorded continuously for 24 hours where we will discuss many topics, ask difficult questions, and test our alertness by playing Midnight Club 2, which is starting to become the, our favorite part of this it show. It is. I think it hypes us up, although we last, last week we were a little low just because I think the pizza is just... Oh. We'll tally the scores at the end of the season and see who is better and who is asleep. Please find the show on Spreaker and iTunes as well as our website, champacline.com. As Dave was saying, this is hour 10. It's 4 p.m. We're recording this on March 18th. You're hearing it June 7th. What's up, David? Not much. I think, um, yeah, I think we're going to have to just go easy um, for a little while here because we can't afford to, to to lose anything here. But this... I'm going to blame it on that fucking pizza. I, I honestly think it was because I was feeling fine before we ate the fucking pizza. Fucking so pizza. I'd be okay to... Even if we did Paul Bunyan Day and then even cooked food at like 9 o'clock tonight. Pizza fucked us. I'd be... I'd feel a lot better. But yeah, you were saying Midnight Club is the best part. One of the best parts for us, just because I think it ramps us up, but I think we were feeling so low because of the freaking pizza I think that it's it a, sort of destroyed us. It's a metabolism thing, too. You know, they always say, don't eat. Don't eat crackers. Don't eat during your show. Drink, drink water. Drink plenty of water up to your show. You know, that's what yeah. everybody says. It's a good public speaking as well. Um, but... Yeah, I think the pizza's freaking killing us right now. We learned that lesson the hard way, so I guess we're just not going to be as mean and not care about eating in in the podcast because 
we can't do that anymore because it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt us pretty badly, and I feel really upset if we get to the last couple hours and we can't <laughs> friggin' speak. We're currently sipping uh, some real water, not fake water beverage. Yeah, that um, fake water's gonna have to go away for a little while with honey in it. It's actually not bad. Um, it's it it tastes good, and I think it's I think it's gonna help. So, um, all right. So this week is it is National VCR Day. Now, the initial plan and the initial idea behind that was that I was going to bring my VCR from home. I have a DVD-VCR combo, but because I woke up so late this morning, I ran out and grabbed whatever I could and kind of forgot the VCR, which is fine because I don't think it's completely necessary. Well, the one thing it would have done is saved us from talking more. That's true. I do have a small video, but I'll play it of the... The VCR sound, like when it record, uh, um, it loads and unloads and then rewinds. Oh, you you have a recording of that? I do. I got. I have to find the right tape though. I forget which one it was. But yeah, so like it's a video of like a VCR, a VHS tape going in. It loads and then it kind of plays back a little bit. And I'm trying to find. I think this is the one. Who did that? Did you do this? No, this was just somebody on um, on YouTube. You know, I was just about to say, who the hell would do that? And then I was thinking, oh, I'm the kind of person that would do that. Oh yeah, no, we would easily, we would do something like this. But yeah, there's there's thousands of these on on the on the internet, like thousands of them. They're all over the place. Uh, I'm trying to find rewinding VCR tapes. You don't, you didn't have it queued up. I David? did, but I lost it when I closed my. Oh, David. Oh, David. Why? I'm sorry. So so VHS tapes. Do you have a lot of VHS tapes? I am starting to rebuild my collection of VHS tapes from home. I yeah. used to have a ton of them. That's the so that's the sound of the VCR rewinding. Ooh, that's what it. I just and I love that sound. It's one of my favorites. It's the sound of getting stuff done. Yes, exactly. And I have to tell you that I sometimes prefer. VHS tapes over DVDs because with VHS tapes, you just stop it and you can pick it up right where you left off. Most DVDs nowadays will restart back at the beginning. Oh, really? Some of them do. A lot of the new DVD players have like a memory feature where so, if you take it out, it'll remember where you left off. We have a Sony Blu-ray player that plays DVDs, of course. Yeah. Um, it gets confused sometimes. Like if you were playing a DVD, or sorry, a Blu-ray. Yeah. Eject it mid movie or whatever. Stop it and put in a DVD. It doesn't know what to do. Really? Sometimes it gets confused. It doesn't. It can't read it. So you have to turn it off and turn it back on again. Interesting. It won't. It won't switch huh. formats very well. Yeah, I've I don't never know. heard of that before. It's strange. It's weird. It's an anomaly. Um. So yeah. So VHS tapes. I mean, I think most, if not all, of us grew up listening to watching VHS tapes. Uh, it's just they're sort of a staple of our generation's um, history, I guess. Yeah. Well, so I so at the point of this recording, I've recently started listening to another podcast called Shat the Movies. It's fantastic. It's really good. So at this point, you know, they probably have a lot more out. They still have a lot out right now. Yeah. But um, they talk about old movies, old movies from the uh, the nineties, I believe. Yep. Um, and they talk about VHS a lot. One of the hosts used to work at a Blockbuster. Um, That's right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. they comment about how block nobody really knows what a Blockbuster is anymore, or some some kids are too young. And the movie, how the movie store is, was a special place, and that's what I remember is um, 
just going into this basically video library of yeah stuff, yeah and you just wander around and you'd find a movie and you wouldn't always you know it, it wouldn't be what you were looking for they might not have what you were looking for right but then you would leave with something nonetheless it was it's like yeah it was a library for VHS yeah and i think more so than blockbuster i was a bigger fan of the local video stores growing up we had one about a mile and a half 2 miles from our house i used to go every friday after school um it was just more it was more homely more quaint Mm-hmm. Um, and they were a lot more personable just cause like it was like his own, the guy who owned it worked at the store. So it was like his own business, like his, his baby, so to speak. So he, he was very enjoyable to talk about. And as a movie buff, it was really nice to talk to somebody else who shared the same affinity for movies that I do. Indeed. You have quite an affinity for movies. I do. I'm, I, I love, love watching movies. I, I don't mind watching bad ones, good ones. We've, Greg, you and I have watched quite a few, uh, YouTube uh-huh. Uh TV movies to be exact. We watched a lot of those which I would bet you could find somewhere on VHS. I don't know what the rarity is of those, but you can find them what, floating movie, around. Movies such as Killdozer. Killdozer. Yes. Scream of the Wolf. Oh god. Yeah. Hijack exclamation point. All of them can be found on YouTube. They're actually what CBS Wait. ABC no. Movie of the Week. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Back in the back in the 60s, 70s and 80s. Um so we talked about this a little bit last week, but we were talking about the concept of like the digital dark ages, which is sort of like obsolete technology that we can't access anymore. Right. Uh, which it's very, very true. I mean, I know that VHS is obsolete. It's been obsolete for about 16 years. Like it's, mm-hmm. I think 2001 might have been the last year that they produced the VHS tape and that's dying. But like, I feel like that's a retro thing enough that it is starting to make somewhat of a comeback. Well, cassette tapes are making a comeback. Yes. Um, cassettes were fun. I mean, they were like, they were VHS, the same kind of thing. It was yeah. very, a simple format to use. Absolutely. It could take a beating. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, I think that's the, I, what I like is if you were really careful with your VHS tapes, they would last for quite some time. Right. Oh, they would. And they, you can still play them now. It depends on where you kept them. Right. If they were in your basement or wherever. Um, but uh, another format that has that came and went in a very short amount of time. It did not last long well, at all. Another one I'm thinking of is the mini disc. Oh yeah, I had a mini disc player for a yeah. long time in college. Christy brought that up the other day. She has one too. She still does. Oh really? Um, but mini discs were basically re- read and write um, CD mini CDs. Uh, yep. They were digital. They stored what 74 minutes of audio, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Digital quality that you could edit. You could shuffle tracks around, and they were in a protective housing, much like a floppy disk, so that they wouldn't get scratched. You could drop them, you could throw them in a bag, you could do whatever, and they'd last. But it was a format that I I think was too open, maybe, and they just they didn't stick. They didn't stick around. No, they. I got one. I think around the year it was released, and I don't remember seeing many more after that. Because you could copy your CDs to mini-disc, and then you could move them around. You could shuffle them. They were great in theater for sound cues and stuff, because you could build your show and move things around, edit stuff. Really cool. Yeah, and I was saying, no, it's not 75 minutes. It's like it's like a, a data CD, so you can fit like 800 megabytes on, so you can like create folders worth of music. That's what it was. Eight hundred on the on the um. So yeah, eight hundred megabytes. You could put quite a bit. You could create folders worth of music on these these mini disc players. So the other medium that you were talking about, Greg, was the um. I'm assuming you're talking about the Betamax. Well, there's Betamax. Yep, there's Betamax from the '80s, early '80s, '70s. Yep. Yeah. Uh, VHS one out. 
much like uh, Blu-ray one over what the hell was the other one? Oh, HD DVD. Yeah, HD DVD. Right. Yeah. Blu-ray beat it, and they say that it's all all the new formats are dependent on what the porn industry chooses to use. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So apparently, I didn't realize this, but the Betamax ended production in March of 2016. Seriously? After nearly 41 years of continuous production. Wow. It just, and just a different format. Yeah. I haven't, I've never seen one t- since the 80s. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I saw a Betamax. I can't remember. I don't know if I've ever watched a film on Betamax. We watched one. My dad bought a Betamax player, and I think we bought the blank tape, so we recorded stuff off, uh, off of television. But yeah, no, I, I didn't realize that it had ran... It had run that long. It only left production last year. Wow. That's amazing. I, I had no idea. I had a friend in high school who had a Betamax, or her parents had a Betamax player, but I never saw it used. I didn't even know if they had any film. They must have had stuff for it. <sighs> yeah, you would assume You would assume that, you know, because that's the thing is you felt like they were so rare to find them, but apparently apparently not. I mean, it makes you wonder if, if they were more popular in other parts of the world. Very possible. And not here like Japan. Right. I don't know. You know, we sh- probably should have looked that up in, in anticipation of the show. <laughs> but I didn't. But we didn't, and that's okay. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, so, as we talk about obsolete technology here, we, we Greg and I, kind of suffered the effect of that with our films from college. Because it was before the days of like saving stuff in the cloud, uh, or it was the very early days of saving stuff in the cloud. So... You know, it depends. It was either, you know, water damage, humidity, anything else. It's now stuff that we can't use, all the tapes that we have. Well, not just that. So it's the format that we have. The cameras that can play that back are hard to find or are price prohibitive. Yes. Prohibitive. Yes. Jesus. At the moment. So we have all these tapes that we can't play because we don't have the machine to play them back. So it's not that it's obsolete at the moment, but the tech, we don't have the technology to use it. Right. It's the same thing. I mean, any any data. So does anybody in their house currently have a way to play VHS tapes or audio cassettes or even going back um, floppy disks? Can you play Oregon Trail on your Apple IIe? Right. No. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like these are all things, all the data. Think about all the data and stuff people have filed away have put on um flash drives or whatever let's say in another hundred years those formats have are obsolete and nobody has any way to play them and all the people that designed them are dead right exactly so there's no way to get that to sort of figure out that technology that's what people are worried about so in a thousand years what are what are anthropologists going to look back and look at this century and there's going to be a big black hole of information yeah oh yeah prior to this people have been writing in journals people had been writing and you know making books or whatever carving in stone you yeah. name it yeah but now everything's digital and if unless there's a way to preserve and play back that information it's gone forever which is really unfortunate i mean we uh, like we like greg was saying like we we have the medium to play but we have nothing to play it on however like we have all those digital videotapes that those are a lot more finicky. Those little mini tapes are way more finicky than the high eights that I have because those are just like a VHS. And if you keep them properly stored, like mine are just in the basement, nice cool, cool room. Right. So they're not going to go bad. But the digital videotapes, just the moisture, the humidity, the water. Kills them. It destroys them. In fact, we tried to play some on your DVC and it like burned the image. 
of these like um like these pixelated bars. All right, it got stuck in the camera. It wouldn't get past it. Do you have you tried it again since? Oh no, I haven't. I'm just curious to see if it's finally disappeared. That's right. You're right. It yeah. got stuck in the memory, the internal memory, and it was freaking frustrating. It was freaking um, frustrating. So David. we also had a weird. We had a website. Oh a long shit! Time we ago. did. We 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 started a production company, quote unquote, uh, in college called Grave Co Productions, and it, we were just making stupid. We were making stupid short ten to fifteen minute movies, most of which were projects that I did for school. <laughs> but we were making this website through GeoCities, which I think is now an offshoot of Yahoo, or Yahoo owns GeoCities or something like that. So if you search for our web that Grave Co Productions, we're still out there, mm-hmm. but all the links are broken. Yeah, it's just the the page is flooded with ads. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it still exists. Some of the photos still exist; they're yeah. still out there. They're on a server. They're someplace. And that was what two thousand three. Yeah, so it was fourteen years ago. The, so that website was probably only active for maybe six months, if that, if right. that at all. Yeah, and all that info's out there still, um, which goes to show anything you put online is eternal. Yeah, yeah, we put those up 16 years ago, 15, 16 years ago, and... Well, as we're talking about the digital dark ages, so maybe maybe it's not that dark, but... But, yeah, it it's just bizarre to me, because, you know, six, eight, six, eight months ago, I couldn't find anything about Graveco, and then all of a sudden, it just kind of, like, reappeared. Right, right. When we started, just before we actually launched our own website, we were just digging around to see if it was still out there, and sure enough... Yeah, the so uh, weird. Or at least the pages are out there. The website might not be. They're saved on something. And um, what is it? The uh, the Wayback Machine. We searched for it on the Wayback Machine. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I looked. I've looked quite a few times. But you type in Grave Co Productions or Grave Co. Yeah, and it comes up. Pictures of us come up. It's and all of our all of our friends as well that we had done these short films with. It's just really bizarre, mm-hmm. but yeah, I definitely think that the digital dark age is just one of those things. It's, it's cyclical, like we were just saying. Like these things start making comebacks. Cassettes are coming back. VHS is sort of like in a retro boom right now. Laserdisc mm-hmm. is huge right now. People are looking looking all around for laserdiscs. Mm-hmm. A lot of collectors take them, but yeah, I think. We are in that dark age, though, because all this technology, like, there's not going to be ever anything new with this technology. It's just a matter of digging up the old. Right. And and making sure the old survives. Because it's right. like old film, old films, like uh, on celluloid. Yeah. They deteriorate. They just crumble. You have to have them in, a, in the perfect environment. But then you say, okay, well, we'll transfer it to digital or DVD. Well, that stuff has a shelf life, too. Right. It might be a lot longer. But you know, but eventually it'll, it'll eventually it'll crash. You, you won't be able corrupt. to watch movies like Horse Meat. Oh, Horse Meat and Thunder Feather. Oh, Thunder Feather. Our good old friend Thunder Feather. That was one of my favorite favorite episodes. It, it it still is absolutely. So one of the things we did was we looked at. I'm a big flea market goodwill guy, so mm. I always find you know fifty cent VHS days. I'm trying to slowly rebuild a VHS collection. I've got the original King Kong on VHS. I've got Murder on the Orient Express, Camelot. Oh, cool. Uh, Life of Brian. So I've got some really old ones. And I don't know. I like it. I like... Well, there's something about... I guess it's the same... Uh, maybe it's n- just nostalgia. I don't know. There's something about pulling out a cassette tape and putting it in. Like the process. It's the same kind of thing as listening to a vinyl record. You know, 
a cassette tape, you have to respect the process because you can't yes. go any faster. There's no skip chapters. Right, exactly, exactly. There's no, you know, you have to go through all of it. I mean, on some DVDs, they don't allow you to fast forward through uh, um, uh, previews. Right. Um, cassette tapes, you could fast forward through previews, but you couldn't jump them. So you still had to watch them or just turn it off and fast forward and guess where you were by the clock. Right. <laughs> And then, of course, if you watched the film and didn't rewind it, you had to wait five minutes, maybe, if it's a long film, to rewind it. Or it depends on how fast right. your your VHS player is. Remember they used to make dedicated VHS rewinding machines? I had one. Yeah. I love that like thing. Like speed rewinders. I remember we, we used it so much because, obviously, if you rewind it in the system, in the machine, it it, bra- it starts to wear down that what they call the head yeah because it's still rubbing against the head yeah so it wears it down so that's why they made these and I, we owned one i remember we used it because the, the 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 wheel that would turn it got so got so old that it started to squeak every time so it'd be like every time we did it but i love that thing you know i have to say like sony cassette players whatever sony machines last forever agreed i still have cassette a sony cassette player that i probably bought in 1998 99 that still works same thing the vhs well this <clears throat> the the uh, machine that my dad bought the first vcr we owned was a jvc oh yeah yeah i think he bought in 1988 or 89 and it lasted until maybe five years ago when i and i tried to fix it and it just stopped working okay but they're so they're so mechanical that for them lasting that long is amazing like you get something now a dvd t- player will break in two years oh easily easily we we bought my mom bought for my dad when the dvds were first being released i remember she it was like five or six hundred dollars she bought like a brand new sony place a sony dvd player uh she bought that in oh two i brought it with me to college at usm for my full two semesters and home and it finally crapped out around 2009 Amazing. So that's a really long life for a first generation DVD player mm-hmm. from back in like 01 or 02, maybe even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. So I was impressed that that still worked. I'm wondering if it's not so much a function of the stuff breaking, but the right. the tolerances in order for it to work properly are so tight because it's such it's digital or whatever that you know VHS was it was analog. You could fudge it. You could, the tracking. You could squish it here and there. Yeah. If the belt slipped, it would kind of make up for it somewhere right, else. Right. But here, if it doesn't spin at the right speed, or if or if the tracking device, the worm gear that moves the laser along, glitches, hitches. It's going to skip. You're like, everything has to work perfectly all the time. Whereas the other stuff could kind of it could start deteriorating, and it would you could you could force it into to functionality. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So one of the things that I always like to look at, and I hope that someday, like while I'm wandering my Goodwills or my uh, thrift stores, that I find like rare VHS tapes. Apparently, there are there are VHS tapes that can range. For a ton, a ton of money. Um, apparently, Disney's the the ninety one Beauty and the Beast. You can find copies for five hundred bucks. Some copies are worth at least five hundred. But why in the original packaging? Because it's the original VHS copy of that. It's like the first edition of a book, maybe. Yeah. So it says here. It says the same. So VHS having only been retired a couple of years ago, it's still finding its groove with collectors in terms of what's precious and what's worthless. So I think. 
eBay sellers are currently selling about a million VHS copies of Beauty and the Beast that range anywhere from ten to five hundred. So you'd assume the five hundred dollar one is still is still wrapped. It's been confirmed that it's the original, and people are going to buy it. Sure, um, but I, it's I always hope that like one day I'll find one of those VHS tapes. So here's a couple of lists. So apparently horror films are really like gold mines. So apparently the since you're the more schlocky and low budget the movie, the better. <laughs> schlocky and low budget. So like first edition so it says while pristine first edition VHS copies of time honored movies are great, aficionados are especially interested in gathering and archiving movies that never made it to DVD. There are still movies that did not that are not on DVD yet. I can't off the top of my head remember what they are. But there are some. You so, mean that there's some films out there that never made it to DVD? Yeah, they only <laughs> exist in VHS format, and it's it's movies like this. Um, Tales. One of them is called Tales from the Quadded Zone. What the hell is that? Q U A D E A D. Tales from the Quadded Zone. Apparently, it sold for seven hundred dollars. Uh, this is what you say a v- DVD. It's a VHS tape. It's like an old horror movie on VHS. Seven hundred bucks. Yeah, so apparently Time Magazine did a report on it and says that the resale value can be credited to the fact that schlocky horror and exploitation films stand little chance of ever being transferred to DVD or Blu-ray, meaning copies are often the last surviving evidence that ah. the film existed. There it is. There's the, there's the value. There's the value. So anytime a movie does not make it to DVD, if you find it on VHS, the odds are it might be the only copy or the only medium you're going to find it on, which makes it rarer. Because of all those copies. But the funny thing is, then why not? Well, I guess someone's somebody would have to buy the rights in order. It's not like you could just get the VHS and copy it. Right. It's not like public domain. Like if you found a copy of Night of the Living Dead from '68 right. on VHS, you could you could put it on DVD and sell it yourself. Right. Because it's in the public domain. Um, but like a movie like that, it probably still has a company, but it's so rare that the either company's defunct and that they just didn't put any money towards it. I wonder if VHS is going the route of vinyl. You know how some bands re- release stuff on vinyl only yeah. as a special thing. I wonder if someone will make a film and only release it on VHS so that it, you can only watch it if you have a VHS player. You know what I thought would be a really good VHS tape, a movie to put on VHS? Mm. Be Kind Rewind with, yeah. Jack, with Jack Black with the Michel Gondry. I've got that around here somewhere. I just thought that would be a really good one to like do like a promotional bit on VHS, like, a, like maybe 5,000 copies. Just put oh. it on VHS, you know, because the whole movie was based out of these, those two guys making films mm-hmm. using like the old school VHS camcorder. I mean, they might have already. Maybe they have. I don't know. It'd be it would be fun. Um, so another one here <coughs> is if I my page this page is being stupid. Mm-hmm. So film release. Oh, this is what I was just saying. Film releases from second rate and defunct distributors. So you could find a movie that was com- that was made by a company in the seventies that's been obsolete and dead for 30 years um so it says small distribution companies picked up the cheap rights to all kinds of titles especially b movies in public domain classics Hmm. letting them turn a quick profit by selling budget films on budget tapes some distributors produced tape boxes and sleeves that were absolute gems and others didn't and both the highs and lows of small time re-releases make a big splash among collectors wow okay so that that one is a good one too so you'd have to really be able to do your research and see like is this company still existing is this company still making films? And if not, um, you obviously don't want to pick it up. But like, I would assume that all of the movies that I own... I wonder if Freddy Got Fingered is on VHS. 
I wonder. I mean, it was made in the time. It was made in 01, so it would technically still be. So here's another one, discontinued or movies that are banned. Yeah. That's another one, like Song of the South, okay. the old Disney movie. Yeah. I don't think it ever made it to DVD. That movie was banned because of its blatant racism. Right. And that's one of those that you could probably but you get. Can, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. I've seen it. And that's the thing is you can find almost any of these on YouTube, especially that, discontinued movies. But there are things like, like Song of the South, the Disney film. They're, they're, they hunt it down and they get rid of it. Yeah. But it pops up again. It's always somewhere digital. Yeah. Yep. Um, so here's another one on VHS. And I've seen and I saw these at the pound the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, complete TV series runs in all their space hogging glory is what it's called. I'm thinking specifically I've found about 15 tapes of the original Star Trek. Star Trek, the original series, on okay. VHS tape. I know they're all out on DVD and Blu-ray, but apparently these, if you can find a complete set of like Star Trek series runs, for right. like, apparently they can they can fetch quite a bit of money. And, and like this one here is the animated series. Never put out anywhere but here for a while, but even if you find them, you would still be able to make some money on them. Right. Um, so it says here, one asking price for 23 episodes of Star Trek is 350 bucks. Wow. While set number three of the best of The Simpsons still asks still gets like fifty bucks. So yeah, okay. it's interesting. And I don't know. I I do love VHS and I'm I'm desperately trying this page keeps not loading, but that's okay. Um I'm trying really hard. Like I want to rebuild my VHS collection from what I used to have. Right. Because I'm just obsessed with it and I love I love the medium overall. Well, it's a fun format. I found I'll see if I can reach it here. So Gregory is oh yes, and I'm pissed that we didn't find one because it would have been fun to like play one in the background while we're watching so, TV. So yesterday at uh, at Bull Moose, our record store up here, I found a were they thirty cent DVD? Thirty cent this VHS. Is thirty cents um, on VHS. The movie Airport a, from 1970. It's a good movie, but VHS. I mean, it wasn't around there, but uh, yeah, from Good Times Home Video. Oh, um, I know Good Times. They're I they're. They're one of those companies, I think, that would just grab a but movie. This was, I mean, just holding this cassette, like it, and the smell of it, like ah, I love it. Ah, <laughs> like, you, can, you can, you can tell. Just listen to this. You know, I, I immediately, yeah. Here, you hold it. They're, I mean, they're just like I love this sound. Let's see if I can. I can't do it because the reel's too tight. But like I used to do that, like when I would rewind the, the tapes, clicking, yeah. I would put my finger in the in the teeth here, mm-hmm. and I would turn it and hear that clicking noise until well, there's the the, 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 re- the reel was there, pulled. Oh, sorry, tight. I was just using that to point. But the release button, you need a pen to pop the release button to rewind it. Yes, yes, and also this apparently is a security feature. Yes, so you can't record over it. If you pull it, you could record over it, or not record over, it, but you could actually copy. Oh, if you if you so if you if you snapped it out, you it wouldn't let you record over it. Right. No. If, if yeah, exactly. So that stays there, so you can't record over. It. But if you pull it, you just put it in. You can record right over the whole movie. Wait. If you pull it, if you pull, if you break that off. No. No. If if you if you break it off. Yep. You can't record. Oh, so at this point you can record over. Yeah. This. So that's weird. I don't know why you can record over that. Interesting. Yeah. Good times. I think Good Times is one of those companies that pulled like you just pulled the movies right. just to release them for a quick buck well because if you remember on audio cassette tapes there were the tabs on the top yes that if you broke the tab off it pre- pre- prevented you from recording on it right 
you, the only way to do that is to either stuff something in the hole or put a piece of tape over it. So I don't know if you want to break that so you don't. Nobody can record over it. No, it's this is vintage, David. I'm not gonna. It I'm is. not gonna it's do anything. It's good. It's see, and that's why I like it. I also one of the things I love about VHS tapes is that I love that you can. I love the cover art for most of those movies. There's enough space. Yes. Oh, look at this. And like, you didn't need to put a chapter insert in it. You didn't need to print it. Like, there was so much space and so many. You know, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things. I mean, we growing up too. Like my dad for my birthday in high school one year got me a a subscription to the Columbia House. So like the first, oh yeah sure. like the first one you would pay like full price and then you could pick eight DVDs for a penny and then you had to buy one a month and you paid like four or five dollars a month and it was for my, bur- my birthday my dad was like here's pick this one and then you can pick eight more <laughs> so that's sort of what started my VHS collection I had a ton I had a huge bookshelf you had a probably ton. about probably about that tall so maybe many a little VHS. taller I had so many and as I'm looking is that is that the DVD shelf that I gave you guys from Brunswick mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it. Came. I'm glad that it made it here. Yeah, Christy <laughs> repainted it. I was noticing it looks. I like the white. Actually, it looks much better. Yeah, she did that at the old apartment. Then we moved and it got scratched. So we'll have to, she'll have to do it again. Yeah. But it looks great. That's nice. No, I'm I'm happy that you guys are still using that. But yeah, um, I just I could again. This is another topic like paranormal. I could talk for episodes upon episodes upon episodes about this stuff. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love it so much. Um. All right, so again, I, I gotta we gotta cut ourselves off here because I will talk forever. Um, do we want to do our would you rather? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, your turn this week. Would you rather never have the ability to see a movie ever again? Or view every movie ever made simultaneously, retaining all knowledge of said films. Like in Boom. the like in the Matrix, get your mind blown, yes. mind overloaded. Yes, exactly. Sort of an I know kung fu moment. So never have the ability to see a movie ever again, but you've already seen films, so you get to retain. All so your... you still everything you've seen up to the point where you're no longer able to see movies, you'll still remember. And the other one, view every movie ever made simultaneously. Does that only include? So from the present all the way to the the beginning of time. Yes. Okay, but then you'll be able to watch other films, or or what? That's a good question. So you would have to. It would. It would be. I would say that you'd have to. So every movie from today's date all the way to the dawn of the first movie, you would watch them all at the same time. But then you could probably just watch movies that came out at that point. I think I'd want to see every movie ever made. However. I want to make sure that my brain could handle the input of information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. That's a good call. But uh, do I want to see some movies that were ever made? I mean, because there are some movies that were made on the black market, like snuff films and stuff. You don't stuff. want to see Pony Smut? I don't, know if I, want, <laughs> I don't know if I want to see Pony Smut. You don't want to see Thunderfeather? Oh, man. So, okay. So, for a knowledge thing, yes, I want to see everything. But to protect my own well-being, I don't know if I want to see everything. Yeah. Oh, shit. But to live is to learn and to experience life, you know? So, Oh, absolutely. I am going to take the terrifying plunge and say I want to see every movie ever made all at once and retain all the information. That's where I'm going to go. Is that like looking into the bucket of truth from uh, right, Upright Citizens like, Brigade? I've seen everything. Yeah. That, that, oh, yeah. I think I would go with that. I just think movies are such an integral part of my life and who I am that if I was given, if I was never able to see another movie ever again, I'd be crushed. 
I I could see you alone in your basement, like fiendishly rewatching films over and over and over, yeah, and like clutching the TV, like hugging it, like Clockwork Orange. Yeah, you want just, more? Like, holding my eyes wide open. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, that would totally be me. Just be like naked in my room. It's like no, got not cutting my hair. My fingernails are too long. And I'm just like sitting there, just like not even pissing into jars. Like uh, Howard, what's the name? Howard Hawks from the Aviator. Oh shit! Right, or, or oh, Howard, no, Hughes. Ha- Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Yeah. Howard Hawks. Where the hell that? Who come the hell from? is Howard Hawks? I don't know. But yeah, like Howard Hughes, like long hair. No, but I'm, instead of pissing in jars, I'm just like letting it. Just I defecate wherever I want and just piss all over the. Yeah, that would be me. Totally. They'd have to tear down the house with you in it. So actually, that would lead me to say, what would what's the longest movie ever made? Because there would be a point where you would just stop seeing all the other movies and only be watching the longest movie ever. Oh, the last one running. Yeah. Oh. So like you would watch all these movies at the exact same time, retaining it. But at some point, you're gonna have. Oh, you know what? That would be a fascinating thing if they all started exactly at the same time, and then as their running times ran out, it would get thinner and thinner and thinner until there was one left. Right. Right. Exactly. Wow. So the longest That's movie- fascinating. All right, here it is. The longest movie ever made. It is the... Okay. Let me look here. Where is it? Oh, I just lost it again. Seven hours and 20 minutes. What is that? Uh, I'm trying to find it. The 72-minute 70, trailer for the longest movie ever made. A one-hour and 12-minute teaser trailer has been re- re- released for ambiance a movie that will run a total of 720 hours, 30 days, upon its completion by Swedish artist Anders Weberg. 720 hours or minutes? 30 days. 720 hours. So 30 days straight. Yes. Um, he plans on releasing the full film in the year 2020 and on all continents simultaneously, which after which it will be destroyed. It will be his last film, and when it is released, it will be the longest-running movie ever made and join the ultra-long works of The Clock, 24-Hour Psycho, and Pharrell's recent 24-hour-long music video. Okay. So you get a 30-day-long movie. So Yeah, but did Pharrell record it all at once? I don't know. That's a good question. There you go. But yeah, so 720 hours. So it would be 30 days. So you feel like... The one, bef- the longest one before that. I don't know how long it would be. I feel like remember the movie Empire, Andy Warhol. It was like eight hours static shot, right? Static static shot of the Empire State Building, right? But so yeah, at some point, like every movie would end, and you just have one seven hundred and twenty hours. That's what it said. It said thirty days, seven twenty. So seven twenty divided by twenty four. Yeah, thirty days exactly. Thirty days. thirty days. Yeah, and so apparently hmm. when. He when these when this film releases and people are done watching it, that's it. He'll destroy every copy gets destroyed. That's weird. It's very bizarre. But anyway, that that to me, that I get it, I get that it's art, but it almost pisses me off for future historians. Right? Like fuck you. Right? Did you hear like, about the John Malkovich movie? No. That they locked in a vault and they won't release it for a hundred years. I thought that was a joke. No, it's real. Is it real? John Malkovich shot a movie. They're uh-huh. putting it in a vault. And they will release it in but one hundred years. What, wasn't that that like the Chris, not Crystal? What the hell? I thought it was a brandy. No, I think it's a movie. I thought it was a joke. Like they made this. I maybe I'm an idiot, but it, I thought it was a ploy to sell alcohol. Don Julio, right? Well, maybe it was. I don't know, but I thought I thought it was. We'll look. It no, up. that's the joke. What if somebody made a movie 
so rare that you locked up because that's what they do. They lock away. They lock up. They made us this booze and they locked it up. It's the same thing, and you don't get to taste it for a hundred years. I I don't think it was unless he made a movie to go along with that. That um, I don't know about that. One hundred one twenty seven. I'm trying to think of something else here. Twenty four. So that movie, one hundred twenty seven hours. Yeah, that guy with five days. So yeah, okay. That's what um got me mixed up. The seven hundred twenty hours is thirty days. All right, here it is. Yeah. 100 Years the Movie You Will Never See is an upcoming film written by and starring John Malkovich and directed by Robert Rodriguez. 100 Years is due to be released November 18th, 2115. So I think it's a legitimate like I think they shot it. Like he knows how he knows about it, but no one else does. Okay, I don't know. Kind of interesting, but um, I think it's cool. Good. Don't. Who cares? Then don't tell anybody. Right. I I feel like at some point it'll make its way out into the limelight and it's going to be terrible. But I think it's time for Midnight Club. Oh, there it is again. Your turn. Oh, you're up first. Am I? Yeah, no, you, I played last. No, yeah, because you ended, so you start. All oh, right. Okay. Right. I le- I base it on wherever the remote is at the end of last episode. All right. So Greg and I tied last week for two o five. Yeah, right. It's amazing. We really did. Let's see. This car has a low top speed, but better handling than the last two. All right. Let's see here. God. Those crickets are making me sleepy. I know. I think the pizza is running itself through my system because my energy level is starting to come back a little bit. Me too. I was losing my mind. About 20 minutes into this episode, I'm like, oh, God, this is not good. You know what's coming up soon? What? Dumpies. For you, I think I'm done for the day. I hope so. I haven't gone yet. Shit out the window on the way home in the morning. (laughs) While driving. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, the pickup is worse on this one, I think. It is. Let's get some tunage. Oh, Jesus. That was awful. Missed that turn. All right, here we go. Yeah, I was going to say, don't hit the scent, don't hit the beam in the center. This is a good tune. I like this. I can, yeah, I, this is good. I can drive to this. This is Pumpy Dumpy. <laughs> what? Pumpy Dumpies. You are a Pumpy Dumpy. What are Pumpy Dumpies? I don't know. It's what you're about to do in the bathroom. What are Dumpy Pumpies? <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, I'm getting used to this, and there it is. Zero in. Oh, you did it. Nice. Oh, yeah. That might that might have been the best one between both of us. Is this the first? No, this is the second race with this, this car, right? This is the second race with this car. You're only at a minute? Oh, my God, Greg. Smart place to use that. Uh, he's in my rear view. I keep forgetting that that exists. I get to see him out of my, out of my peripherals, yo. Here it comes. Yo, I hear you slowing down. Ooh. That's a tight turn. Yeah, dude, I'm almost there. Come on. At least if I can if I can stay in this position, I'll be happy. Oh shit. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Here it is. This fucking Oh, that guy. Did that fucker sideswipe you? Oh, he pushed me off. Yeah, he did. Oh, damn it. 
<sighs> that's why I would make. That's why I'd flip out over this game. Oh, and I hit the telephone pole at the end. Ah, oh, but still came in under that's two not, minutes. Are you under two? One fifty-eight. Damn. Wonder how my penmanship's gonna look at two o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. All right, here goes David. I'm not gonna use my nos. Your nozzle. Your nozzle. My nozzle. My nozzle. All right, here we go. So I hope you guys are actually enjoying listening to this because this is, I think this is becoming our favorite part of the episode because our, our energy level kind of goes, comes back. Oh, it totally does. I actually look forward to this every episode. I have been too. I'm like, when can we get to Would You Rather in Midnight Club? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to ever stop doing this. over the bridge okay ready for the jump thread the needle man right there yeah you'll make it oh barely that was real close I'm only at 54 seconds yeah oh Oh, you clobbered that guy I shattered his kneecaps (laughs) coming along this is a good course it's getting better I feel like we're actually going to improve as the day goes on. Even though we're, we're changing getting, we're cars. getting way more familiar with the track. It's like we're anticipating the curves. Right. And now the sun is starting to, to pass the window, so... It's way... Here's that hard right, and do it. Oh, dude, dude, yeah. You're in third place. I saw my NOS, too. Hold it, hold it. Yeah, hold this position. All right, I've got, I've got a bit of a lead. Yeah, he's on your ass, though. He's right behind you. If you execute, don't miss this one. Don't miss it. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Noss it. Yeah, baby. Dude, what was that? 148. Nice. I said I want to hit 145 by the end of the night, so that's really, really solid. Okay. Wow, that was awesome. That was good. Oh, I like this music, too. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Oh, there's the other guy. All right. So there we are. That's going to wrap it up for the week. For the week. Yeah, for the week, for the hour. Uh, We'll be back at you for hour number 12. No, I'm sorry, hour number 11. The topic, we it's another switch up. We kind of did a twofer because nothing says hour 11 like combining whiskey and children's toys. (laughs) So next week is National Bourbon Day and National Pop Goes the Weasel Day because just makes me real happy to think about those things right so oh god all right let's fade us out of midnight club and we'll we'll bring up the old outro and okay guys we'll say goodnight to our friends huh we'll see you guys later if you like this check us on facebook at let us blow your mind twitter at blow your mind 14 instagram at champa klein and of course champacline.com subscribe on spreaker or itunes And check us out next week where we drink whiskey and play with toys. Woo!